Hey everyone, this is Jake, and today's devotional comes from Matthew chapter 14, verses 1 through 12. At that time, Herod the Tetrarch heard about the fame of Jesus, and he said to his servants, This is John the Baptist. He has been raised from the dead. That is why these miraculous powers are at work in him. For Herod had seized John and bound him and put him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife. Because John had been saying to him, It is not lawful for you to have her. And though he wanted to put him to death, he feared the people, because they held him to be a prophet. But when Herod's birthday came, the daughter of Herodias danced before the company and pleased Herod, so that he promised with an oath to give her whatever she might ask. Prompted by her mother, she said, Give me the head of John the Baptist here on a platter. And the king was sorry, but because of his oaths and his guests, he commanded it to be given. He sent and had John beheaded in the prison, and his head was brought on a platter and given to the girl, and she brought it to her mother. And his disciples came and took the body and buried it, and they went and told Jesus. In case the details of this story seem confusing, let me tell it in a slightly different way. There was a man named Herod who was the acting ruler of a city. He was jealous of his brother because of his wife. The wife of his brother saw an opportunity to make a power play for the throne next to the ruler, and they decided to be married. This marriage was immoral in the Jewish custom, but most people wouldn't be willing to challenge the ruler of the city. John did, however, and was put in prison for it. Herodias was such a wicked, power-thirsty woman that she convinced her daughter on her birthday to ask for John's head to be delivered to her as a birthday present. Herodias feared that John's challenge to her marriage might cause her to lose her position. This story of bloodthirst and power-hungry people is a horrific picture of the human condition. In our lowest points, we give in to fear and insecurity and hurt others in order to maintain our status and power. Fortunately, you probably have never ordered someone to be executed to maintain your power and status. But, unfortunately, it's easy to do this without even realizing it. We mock, gossip, belittle, and tell secrets that aren't ours to tell all the time to feed a subconscious need for approval and validation. Usually we rationalize this internally by thinking the laugh it got was worth it, or if the person is offended by it, they are just soft and need to toughen up. How often do you stop and think about the motivations behind why you say what you say and do what you do? Personally, I see this within myself all the time. When I was a teenager, I never considered any of this. As I got into college, I became more aware, but it didn't really stop me. My friend group loves to poke fun at each other for a good laugh. And I don't mean to say that all jokes should be off limits, but consider how the jokes might be making the person who is at the expense of the joke feel. Now that I transitioned into getting a little older and having a child, I started to catch myself doing this more often. I'm by no means perfect, but I recognize when I'm trying to power up or boost myself at the expense of others occasionally stopping before I start. This is a part of what Jesus taught about the kingdom of heaven. In the kingdom of heaven, we don't need to boast or hype ourselves up at the expense of others. In fact, the last will be first, he says. The Son of Man came to serve. Those that become the least of these will enter the kingdom, Jesus said. If Herodias had a kingdom mindset, she would have repented of her immoral marriage even at the cost of great shame and lost power. It might be difficult to see how hard this would be, but consider in your own life where this might pop up. Are you willing to not be the person with all the info, or not to say the funny joke, or not to speak negatively about someone else? Each of these can be subtle ways that we hurt each other for our own gain, but without even realizing it. Jesus said in the kingdom of heaven this must not be so. 
Sometimes loving someone the way Jesus would is more about what we don't do and say than it is about what we do. My challenge for you as we wrap up this devotional is to find time to consider your motivations for your words and actions. Ask yourself, was my intention to gain their validation even at the expense of someone else? Did I do that just to be seen and admired? How can I use my status to build someone up instead of tearing them down to elevate myself? Let's pray. God, I am moved by this story in your word and just the horrific acts that take place, the lengths that we will go as humans to maintain our power and status seemingly have no end. And yet your word and Jesus' example is that we should humble ourselves and put others in front of us, that we should be willing to give up our own status and power and uh, even opportunities of gain sometimes in order for others to gain or to maintain their status and power. And I pray that you would reveal these things to us as we go throughout our day, that we would be aware of the places in our lives where we are attempting to power up and to overcome someone else in order to take some position of status or authority. I pray that you would work in us to heal us, to remove our shame and guilt, and to replace it with humility and honesty. We love you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for checking out this devotional from Mission City Church. You can find out more information about our church as well as our full scripture reading plan at missioncitykc.com. You can also follow us at Mission City KC on Instagram or Mission City Church on Facebook. We're a non-denominational church that meets at the Merriam Community Center at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings. We would love to see you there.